All God's people said, Amen. 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 Uh, wonderful song, great message. Thank you very much. Listen, uh, as we gather this morning, and um, if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, open with me to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy is um, a great passage of Scripture uh, as we talk about mothers today. And uh, we learn from God's Word about mothers, and, uh, and those principles apply to every believer, not just to mothers. And so we want to look at those together this morning. Um, Abraham Lincoln was quoted as saying, No one is poor who had a godly mother. No one is poor who had a godly mother. He went on to say this, I remember my mother's prayers, and they have followed me. They have clung to me in all my life. All that I am and hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. A mother's influence can be very powerful in life, impactful in life. And we are here today, first, to worship our Lord, and then secondly, to celebrate and honor our mothers. This day is so important that we find in history that uh, President Woodrow Wilson said on May the 9th, 1914, that's how long we've been celebrating Mother's Day together, when Congress declared the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day, he said this, This day has been set aside as a time for public impression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. A day set aside for mothers to honor them, to celebrate them, to thank them for the role that they play in our life. And I believe that probably one day to do that is not enough, but certainly we need at least one day to honor and celebrate our mothers. Uh, a study of over 2,000 mothers revealed that the average mother devotes 57 hours a week to the tasks of taking care of her family. 57 hours a week. Begin to think about that because as we look at that statistic, there are also about three-fourths of those mothers work a public job, either full-time or part-time, outside of the family. So you think if they're working 20 to 40 hours a week on top of the 57 hours that they devote to task of taking care of the family, you do the math. That's a long week. Those are a lot of hours. Moms do a lot of things. I, I put together a list. It's not an extensive, it's, I mean, it's not the entire list, but there are things that came to mind, and maybe as I go through this list, there'll be some things that'll come to your mind. They are an alarm clock. They are the hygiene inspector. They are a cook. They are a maid. They are the transportation coordinator. They are a nurse. They are a cheerleader, a stylist, a counselor, a fashion consultant, peacemaker, secretary, entertainer. Uh, they are, are the chore enforcer. They are the referee and the light and the, and the list goes on and on and on of all of the things that mothers do for us in our lives. They are a blessing from the Lord. 
If you had a godly mother, if you have a godly mother, you are to be envied by those who do not. I have been so fortunate in my life. I had the blessing of a godly mother and a godly father. And when I was led to my wife by the Lord, I also got a godly mother-in-law. And what a blessing that is for me to know that, uh, that I have that in my life and in my history and, uh, and a blessing for me. Uh, mothers do many, many things. Uh, Barna Research Group study for several uh, years ago discovered that more likely than not, it is mothers who are providing the family with faith and not the fathers. Now, that's not the way God intended the family to function, but we have found that to be more and more the case. Listen to these words from the introduction of the study. Mothers inhabit many roles inside and outside the family. Within the household, they're often counted on to be the emotional compass, organizer, and multitasking manager of the family. A list of those things that we just talked about a moment ago. Add to that list another common function, spiritual energizer. Women who are raising children are among the most faith-minded and spiritually active um, segments of the American population. The study shows that more than three-quarters of moms identify family to be their highest priority. Three-quarters, 75% or more, consider family to be their highest priority. And at the same time, the vast majority of those mothers strongly agree that their faith is important and essential to fulfilling their many tasks. Mothers are women of faith. Mothers are, are women who trust the Lord with their life. And trust the Lord with the life of their family. And so this morning in 2 Timothy, I want to begin reading in the first chapter, beginning, if you would, with me in verse 5. And it says this, as Paul writes to Timothy, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, And I am sure that it is in you as well. And for this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and discipline. Paul writes to Timothy, and as he writes to him, we know that in the introduction of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, that, that Paul and Timothy have a very unique and close relationship. That they were very bonded together in a, a father-son type relationship. Uh, an influence in Timothy's life from the spiritual leader Paul. But Paul writes and he says, I know that you have a sincere faith. I know that you are committed and faithful to our Lord. And he says, and that faith began where? He said, it began with your grandmother and was in your mother. And now it is in you. That they have passed on this 
spiritual connection and commitment from their lives to your life. And that's the first thing that I want to see about motherhood today and the influence of a mother is that they had a faith of their own. They had a faith that was theirs. And he says that this faith that he's talking about in Timothy, he said it was first in your grandmother and then it was in your mother. And they were people of faith. They possessed a faith and a trust in God. They believed in His power. They believed in His Word. If you would, just leave your finger there in in the first chapter and turn over just a couple of pages to the third chapter. And we're going to begin reading there together in verse 14. Listen to what he says. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, Knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood. Listen to, so who's he talking about? Who did I learn these things from? From childhood, you have known the sacred writings which are able to, to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christship with the Lord. And they were women of faith. I want to encourage you today that we need more women of faith. Women who trust the Lord, women who know the Scriptures, who know the Lord, who know His Word, women who have a faith and a trust in Him and a belief in His provision for their lives and for their family to give them strength to do what? All the things we talked about. 75% of those mothers that were studied said that family is a priority and the majority of those women said their faith is essential It is necessary for them to do all of the things that they do for their family. To be that counselor, to be that nurse, to be that that provider, to be that encourager, to, to be all of those things that we talked about. Those women said, we need our faith. We need to be women of faith. We need to trust in the Lord and believe in His Word and allow Him to strengthen us to do the things that He's called us to do and that we are doing for our families. Second thing that I want us to see is this. They shared their faith with Timothy, their child, and with others. First, I want us to see that, that as we look at these two women and we look at their lives, Lois was Eunice's mother. And Lois was a woman of faith. And evidenced by what we read in Second Timothy this morning in the first and third chapter, she shared her faith with her daughter. Eunice learned her faith from her mother. And as she learned that faith from her mother, she grew spiritually, she matured, she developed. And so we know from the evidence that we read here that Lois, his grandmother, first had a faith. She shared that faith with her daughter Eunice. And Eunice now has a faith. And the two of them shared with their grandson and son, to, to Timothy, that faith. They shared that message of faith, the Scriptures and the knowledge of the Scriptures. That they shared the truths of God's Word, and they taught Timothy. And so it was from one generation to the next generation to the next generation that they were sharing the faith of God's Word. Their trust and belief in the truths of the Scripture. Let's go back and look at those verses yet again and see exactly what he says in verse 5. Uh, of that first chapter, remember what he said. He, he said this. He said, For I am mindful 
In other words, he said, I am aware, I, I, I know what's going on here, of the sincere faith within you. I know that you have a sincere faith, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well for this reason. He said, because of the faith that you have, because of the faith that's been passed down from generation to generation, he said, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying out of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. He says, because of the faith that's been shared with you from one generation to the next, he said, I want you to stand up boldly for the kingdom of God. I want you to stand in faith and trust in the truths of the Scripture. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and of discipline. And He says, that's how I want you to live. Why? Because that's what's been poured into your life. And what's been poured into your life, I want to come out of your life. Why is that? Well, if we go back and look at the history with Paul and Timothy, Paul has left Timothy in charge of the church. He's giving the charge and the responsibility of the church that Paul has helped establish for Timothy to continue that work. And so he calls him to have power, to have conviction and commitment to stand boldly on the truths of God's word that have been instilled in his life because he is leading in the kingdom of God. And so we see the impact and the influence of a mother and the love that she shared, and the discipline that she shared, and the truth of God's Word that she shared that made a difference in his life. And then flip over to, to chapter 3 again and begin there in verse 14. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced, uh, convinced of, knowing from whom, they, from whom you have learned them. He says, listen, we know where these have come from. We, we know, be convinced of that. Be, be convicted of that in your life. And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom. Now listen to what he says. The wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. He said you have learned from your grandmother and from your mother. From one generation to the next generation you have learned what it means to experience the salvation that comes from Jesus Christ. And you have learned how to live in that salvation. Now here's what I want you to know. As I look at that today and I look at these two women who are women of faith. And how they influenced and impacted the life of Timothy. I want you to know they also influenced and impacted the life of Paul. As Paul is writing, notice that he knows about these women. He knows about what they've done in Timothy's life. He knows about their faith. He knows about their trust and their belief. He knows that they are committed and faithful to that. And that they have shared that with one another. And they've shared it with Timothy. He's writing with a knowledge and an understanding of the faith that these women have. This is Paul. One of the greatest leaders of the New Testament church. A writer of the majority of the New Testament Scriptures. And he's looking at these two women and he's saying, these are women of faith. And I see what they've instilled in your life. And, and he trusts in their faith. He trusts in their belief. He trusts in their commitment and their faithfulness to the Lord. And he encourages Timothy to live that faith out in his life as he leads the church. 
as he carries out the task that God has given him to do. And then we see Timothy. And we see the influence that he had. And here's what I want you to see about this today. Is that these two women of faith, they never stood in a pulpit and preached. They never stood before a large gathering of people and taught. They taught one person. They taught Timothy. But the result of that teaching were hundreds if not thousands of life that were influenced by his preaching, by his teaching, and by his leadership of the church. And what I want you to understand is that the role of a mother may not be to stand in the pulpit. It may not be to stand before a large group of people and preach or teach or any of those things. But if our mothers will instill in their children the faith that they have, and they will teach them and share with them, then there's an opportunity for that faith to be shared with multitudes of others throughout their life. And so it's, it's the theory of multiplication and the fact that they poured their faith into his life. And because of that, he became a great influencer in the kingdom of God and in the church and the New Testament scriptures. We need mothers of faith who are willing to invest in their families, not just in all of the busy things that they do, and there's lots of that, but to invest in their families spiritually, to invest in their families of their faith, sharing it with the next generation. And so today we, we celebrate our mothers. We honor our mothers, and we thank them for their lives, for their devotion, for their commitment, But most of all, we thank them for their spiritual life and the spiritual blessings that they share with us and they share with others through us. So this morning, we're going to offer an invitation to Him. And possibly, there's a decision on your heart today. Something that you need to do, a decision that you need to make in your life in regards to the Lord, in regards to your faith, in regards to your commitment to the kingdom of God, that there is something that you need to do. Maybe you're here today, and as I always say, you just need somebody to put their arm around your shoulder and pray with you about something that's going on in your life. Whatever your decision is today, if you have a decision, won't you come as we stand and we sing?